This is Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and my guest today is Mark Farner, original founding member, lead singer, and lead guitarist of Grand Funk Railroad, and now Mark Farner's American Band. Mark, how's your day going? It's going good. We got the sunshine, the rain stopped, and uh, and had a good drive today. You know, I love driving. I'm, I'm, you know, old enough to really appreciate driving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm motion conscious. I've been motion conscious all my life, Brother Allen. And so we, we put in a few hours driving today. And I got, you know, I got energized. I think it's something to do with the uh, the torque flux of the motor hooked to the transmission coming through into my belly. <laughs> I, I, I'm a gearhead, so you're speaking my language. So All right. I, I love a good, I love a good drive on a nice day and get out there, and I got a convertible and let my hair blow and go see something uh-huh. pretty and. So, yeah, man. So, now, are you still in Michigan? Yes, sir. I'm in the tip of the mitt. I'm about 35 miles south of the bridge that connects the upper and lower peninsulas. Oh, wow. You're way uh, up there, then. Okay. I'm way up there. I'm, I'm not a humper, but and because I'm under the bridge, I'm a troll. You're a troll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- this wasn't my question, but since you said that, one of the things... When I do my research, I like to look up artists and see interviews they've been on and um, just watch a bunch of everything I can get my hands on to get a feel for the person. And one of the things I noticed on your guitar was you had a, I couldn't know if it was painted or a decal, but on the top of your red guitar, you had a, like an imprint of the Great Lakes, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, man. I'm a home state boy. All my teams are Michigan teams. I know there's, there's some people in this state that have other uh, teams as their favorite teams, and uh, maybe because that those teams are winning or something. I, I really couldn't tell you because I was always uh, taught to be, uh, you know, rooting for my home team. So I, I've stayed with the Tigers and the Lions, and, and the, you know, I, I just stayed with the, my Michigan teams and the Red Wings. You know, it's the it's the Pistons. Uh, I, I'm all for, for that, and I don't watch much sports, but when I do, I guarantee you, it's the Michigan team I'm watching. Same here. I'm I'm an Indiana person, and that's the way way I was raised. And you just you know we're a Colts fan or Pacer fans, and of course. You know, I'm from just west of Indy, so, you know, Indianapolis 500. I worked that many, many years as a mechanic, so that's in my blood. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I heard you was a gearhead. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a couple questions. I've got more than, I've got a few questions here. First of all, I want to I let the listeners know a little bit about you from your background. So who were your musical influences growing up? Well, uh, guitar-wise, it was definitely uh, Jimi Hendrix, Jeff Beck, uh, Rick Derringer, and Dick Wagner, man. Dick Wagner from, uh, you know, he was a guitar player with Alice Cooper and Person Majors, and he had uh, Dick Wagner and the Frost in, in Michigan, but he taught me a lot, brother. 
Okay. What? Who were your your vocal? Vocal influences were Aretha Franklin, uh, Little Stevie, uh, and, and my main influence was Howard Tate. And uh, I got turned on to him. We had been in Nashville, and we came home. We drove all night so that we could get this acetate that we had. We had a 45. You remember them things with a big hole in them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got some. Oh, yeah. Well, we was running that thing at 120 miles an hour to get to WTAC in Flint, Michigan, while Bob Devil was still on the air, because we figured if we could get it to him, uh, that he would spin it for us. And, and brother, he pulled into that parking lot, screeched the brakes to a halt, ran it for that disc, and said, Brother Bob, can you spin this for us? He said, give me that thing. And he put it on, and he started playing it, and we all run back out to the car and turn the radio in that 65 Chevy all the way to the top <laughs> and listen to ourselves coming across the radio, buddy. They want nothing better. That is cool. Now, when I did when I did my research, I went to your website. Pretty informative stuff there. Listeners, you know, I'm just going to give you some of his accolades. Uh, you have 14 top 40 hits, five top tens, two number ones. Now, I got one thing from from your website that said you sold over 30 million, and I got another thing when you were in a concert. I think it was in South America, and they announced that you had sold 40 million albums. So I'm going to say between 30 and 40 million albums, and you had 16 gold and platinum records. That's a phenomenal career. Yeah, I've been blessed, brother. I'm I'm blessed to still be sucking air and singing those songs in the same key. (laughs) I love hearing that. I love hearing that, especially the same key part. So... Was there, I'll get to that here in a minute. Let me stick on my my game here. Sometimes I get sidetracked. I get excited. Uh, So when you started playing music for a living, what were your goals? Just to entertain people. And, uh, you know, I I went from playing football to playing music. uh, And my mother, after I was injured uh, playing football, uh, she got me for my birthday, my 15th birthday, she got me six lessons and rented an acoustic guitar for me to, to play, to learn on. And prior to playing guitar, man, my thing was hearing my name called out on a loudspeaker. We had an undefeated football team and I was defensive linebacker over center. I was the roving reporter and I was fast. I, I was in on nearly uh, 99% of the tackles because I wanted to hear them call my name <laughs> on that speaker, Brother Allen. <laughs> and my mother knew that I, I liked the attention, so that's why she got me into uh, playing guitar. And my, my uh, Parker that I'm playing now, now you mentioned... Uh, that I had the Great Lakes on that red Parker fly. Well, I got a blue Parker fly, and I named her Betty after my mom, who got me into playing when I was 15 years old. That is really neat. Really neat. I like hearing those kind of stories. Well, one of the things I want to let the listeners know, we're doing this interview. Your publicist took me up. You're going to be playing at the Mill, which is in Terre Haute, 
Saturday, July 22nd. And you're going to be there. Ted Nugent's going to be there. Tell yeah. the listeners what they should expect to see from you. They can expect to see, you know, I wrote 92% of the Grand Funk catalog, so they're going to be seeing and hearing a lot of Grand Funk music because I am the guy, and I don't mind saying it, jumping up there and saying it. Uh, I am the only one uh, who is what my songs say I am, who I say I am. And uh, when we get up there on the stage, it, it comes off, I mean, because all of my band are rockers and we're playing with Nugent and it's Nugent's son's birthday. So Toby it's or? Dance. Toby or? Yeah, okay. Toby. Yeah, Toby. And it's going to be an extra special night. So, uh, man, any of the the fans, the, the Sight and Sounds fans, WYRZ fans, uh, you miss this. You're going to be kicking yourself in the butt. I believe it. I, I have not seen you. I got to see Ted once and was incredible. I went to. I wanted to see him back in high school. I had tickets, but I got got in trouble and got grounded and couldn't go. So I had to wait till I was older. So, well, Mark, I'm going to ask you a, kind of a little different question here, but it, it could lead into the music. What are some of your hobbies? You mentioned going for a drive and you played sports. What What are your hobbies? Well, I like hunting and I like fishing. I like gardening, man. Uh, my wife, Lisa, and I, who, uh, we've been married 45 years. Congratulations. And, uh, she, thank you, brother. She's, she's my better three quarters. Okay. And, yeah, man. And, uh, and I don't mind saying that. It, it, and, you know, it, the love is uh, proven out uh, because perfect love comes from forgiveness and and you don't hold nothing against nobody and, and you can have a good life. You learn how to let go of crap and uh, let people off the hook like you want to get let off the hook and, and everything will work out good. The, the thing with gardening, we planted, uh, last year we harvested 360 head of garlic. We are garlic fiends. In fact, if we get together, if I talk to you, you're going to want me about five or six feet away from you. Okay, well, I, I love garlic, so... I, hey, man, okay, I'll stand right face-to-face, face, don't just with you, brother. Yeah, I love garlic. Love okay. garlic. Well, that, kind of, that was one of my questions. I had watched the thing, and it said you were into gardening, so you're planting garlic. What are, what are other vegetables that you like to plant in your garden? Well, we got an asparagus patch, a nice asparagus patch. We got strawberries, and uh, we got bush beans, we got pole beans, we got corn. Uh, my wife uh, wanted to try everything that we grow is heirloom variety. We don't plant anything that's a hybrid or anything that's been genetically modified. We don't like what men do to the natural uh, ecosystem. I like what God did and give us this stuff so we plant the stuff that's never been touched and therefore we get nutrition that's intended for us to have and uh, we we got tomatoes and, and we got onions and we got chives and we got squash 
and cucumbers, and we got Mexican cucumbers and potatoes. Oh my God, the potatoes we got this year. They purple all the way through, and they're heirloom uh, potatoes. And uh, as you can guess, Brother Allen, there's two things I love to do, and both of them is eat. <laughs> yeah, wait till you see me. You'll, I like to eat too. Yeah. <laughs> now, now with with that gardening, you're you talked about your 25 or 30 miles south of the bridge up by the UP. What what is your season up there? Well, I'm, I'm down here in central Indiana, so, you know, we typically have nice weather, I'm going to say, from middle of May to middle of September, you know, give or take a couple weeks. What's the gardening weather like up in, what's the season up in that part of Michigan? Well, we live in a valley, so uh, we're at 719 feet above sea level in this valley, and... Uh, it gets cold there before it gets cold anyplace else. But we don't plant until after the first weekend in June. Okay. And yeah, and we're we're harvesting the garlic uh, the end of July, and uh, the other stuff you know comes in August and September. Okay. Well, that's that's good. One of the yeah. questions I wanted to ask you: What are your charities that you like to help out in? You've been in this music business for a long time, so I'm sure you've been asked a lot of things to do. Yeah, we've we've given a lot to uh, charities and, and performed for charities, you know, from St. Jude's uh, Hospital for Children. But uh, the, my favorite charity is uh, to, to do things for our veterans, to do things for our active duty troops, because... Uh, they are overlooked and, and uh, misunderstood, and uh, we we support veteran support foundation. And with every uh, sale of our uh, DVD that's on my site that was recorded down in Santiago, Chile, uh, we give three dollars from from every uh, sale, and it's it's just fourteen dollars and I mean, so three dollars goes. The Veterans Support Foundation, we've been able to give thousands of dollars thanks to good people who's buying the product, buying our our, our DVD, which is has, it has five new songs on it. It's got like a couple of bonus videos, plus all the 16 performance uh, tracks that are on there, video tracks, and it's a good time. And I encourage people to help us uh, and have a good time looking at this DVD, but when you're helping us, you're helping our brothers and sisters who risk their safety to guard ours. I'll tell you, that's a fantastic thing. Is that something you carry with you on the road that you sell in your merchandise? Yes, sir. Okay, so listeners, you just heard what that money goes for. And it's funny you say that because, you know, everybody in my family was all the, all my uncles were, were servicemen. I, I couldn't go because asthma. But we just got done watching, I've seen it a long time ago, Band of Brothers and the Pacific. And, man, those people paid such a price for our freedom. And not just them, their wives, their brothers and sisters, their mom and dads. And I think people get lost in knowing that freedom isn't free without people out there doing what they do. So I appreciate you doing that. Yes, right. God bless them. And thank you for reinforcing that, Brother Allen. 
Well, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and you've kind of you kind of laid a little groundwork here for me. I watched several interviews, and we talked about your guitar with the with the Great Lakes on it. One thing I noticed was the cross, and I've heard you talk about your faith. Do you mind talking to the listeners about your faith and yeah. what God has done for you and why you do what you do? Well, no, because uh, you know that's all part of. Uh, living is to uh, that forgiveness uh, that I talked about that Lisa and I shared uh, when I was in, back in uh, 2012 I had a pacemaker put in and when I went into the hospital I died twice I was in heaven and brother I did not want to come back not even the first time or the I mean you know I was fighting I was kicking I was screaming I said Man, why why have I gotta go back? It was like, dude, when we when we graduate to, to where we came from, when we get back and as soon as you leave the bone suit, dude, you are present with Jesus. You are present with love, and this is the kind of love that is not experienced while we're having our life in this bone suit. And we run into all kinds of different uh Debt consciousness, D-E-B-T, not just money debt, but the debt of unfulfilled expectations, the debt that we put upon ourselves when we have regret for doing something. There's all this debt that accumulates uh, in us. And the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, his blood has freed us all. If we can understand this, and, and because I've, you know, I've stepped out into the heaven and Cain had to come back. And I'm telling you, I was kicking and screaming on the way. Even though I've got a lot of responsibility and at the time, our son Jesse was quadriplegic. He was on life support. He lived with uh, Lisa and I, you know, in our home until he passed in 2018. And uh, this was 2012 when when I died. Uh, So I knew I had a lot on the plate. But, uh, man, it was so good. And, uh, and and so I learned on the second re-entry into my bonesuit that it is debt consciousness that plagues man. That is the biggest stumbling block. And we alone, just us individually, brother, are the only ones who can set ourselves free from all of this debt that has been a stumbling block to love that lives in our heart and it's been burning under a blanket a wet blanket but it wants to bust out and set us free and that's i encourage the listeners to be uh mindful and uh, push your ear to your heart to listen to what's coming from that shut off tv you got to pretend that that tv is your butt and pull your head out <laughs> i love how that said and i I, I don't ask that question a lot, but if I've seen people that have talked about their faith, I'm a Christian, so I love the Lord, and I like interviewing people that don't mind sharing their faith, and I appreciate yeah. you doing that. I really do. More, yeah, more people need to. More people need to. God bless you. I've got a lot of, or not a lot, I've got a few fun questions, and these are just kind of random questions that I, you know, I've got a list of about 100, and I pull so many out of a hat for, for artists. Um, just fun ones. So 
You mentioned you were married for 45 years. Where did you take your wife on your honeymoon? We went to Hawaii, and we had two weeks booked in. We were uh, living in a uh, high-rise, you know, in, a, in an apartment up there, and we had it for two weeks. And after 10 days, Brother Allen, I had island fever so bad, we had to get the heck out of there. I, you know, I'm, I'm from Michigan. You can drive from one end to the other of Michigan in about, you know, I mean, if you started in the UP, you get down uh, to where Toledo is in, in Michigan in about, you know, seven, eight hours. Well, you can drive around the entire island of Oahu and be right back where you started from in a, just a little bit over an hour. <laughs> so, so that had me. Boy, did that have me. Uh, uh, I, you know, I apologized to my wife. I said, but I'm telling you, I'm going crazy here on this island. And we went and we had already come on over to Kauai and we went to Maui. Uh, we went to the other islands, but uh, you run into the same thing. They're only just like the size of a postage stamp out there in that big ocean. And I couldn't wait to get my feet back on uh, terra firma here in the homeland, in, in the uh, the 48, the lower 48. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good answer. Uh, name a place you would like to go that you've never been. Uh, Australia. Okay. You talked about going for a drive. What kind of car do you have? Or what do you drive on a daily basis? I drive a 2015 Chrysler Town and Country minivan. Okay. What was the last movie that you watched? It was... Basically, what's the name of that movie we seen last night? Sound of Freedom. Oh, is that the new one that's out? The, yes, sir. Where we're gonna, I agree. We're going to go see it Sunday. We're going to see it Sunday, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Yeah, man, you're going to love it. All right, can't wait. Okay, if you had not been a musician, and you, can't, you maybe answered this earlier, if you hadn't been a musician, what would you have picked for a career? A center linebacker. <laughs> now the defense. Because, uh, you know, I would have, Guaranteed, I'd have been in on all the tackles, and I, I would have heard my name called out on that loudspeaker. Okay, <laughs> we got one more of those. Um, tell the listeners one of your more memorable or favorite memories from being on the road for all these years. Well, Janice Joplin and myself were good friends. And whenever we played a bill together or a pop festival, you know, uh, if she went on first, she would stay and watch us. And if I went on first, I would stay and watch her perform. And we would always get together afterwards. We were not girlfriend, boyfriend kind of friends, but we were just great friends. I loved who she was. I loved hanging out with her because she was real. She treated me like, you know, a brother. And uh, and once we were playing down in West Palm Beach at a uh, 
it was a big racetrack, but it was a pop festival, and there were thousands and thousands of people, and the Rolling Stones were going to go on last, and we were the band uh, that was going on just before them. Janice had been on earlier, so she hung up, and uh, she's going to ride back to the hotel in the helicopter with us. And so Grandpa got done playing, and Janice jumped on the helicopter. This is like, you know, 2 o'clock, 2.30, somewhere like that in the morning. And it's darker than the inside of a boot, son. We landed on the beach down in front of this hotel, and everybody's going up to the... They got their little flashlights, all the roadies, they, you know, got the flashlights out going up. And I... I hollered up to uh, John White, we called him Ralph. I said, Ralph, I said, hey, have you seen our woman passenger up there? You know, uh, and she, you know, she wasn't, I couldn't see her anyplace in the group. And uh, so he said, you're not up here. I said, man, give me that flashlight. I'm going to go back down to the chopper. So I go back down to the chopper. It's sitting there with a the blade. You know, going around. So every time you walk up to a chopper that's, that's still running, you duck way down. Oh, yeah. Even though even though you couldn't jump up in the air and get your head caught in that thing. I mean, you couldn't be lifted up by another person and get but you definitely gonna duck. So I've seen it on all the movies, you know. So here I am ducking and I go over there and I look in the inside of this Huey, it was and you know what a Huey is. Yeah, yeah. Army uh, helicopter. It had been done up like a motorhome inside. And it had all these plush cushions and it had pin spots. It was just beautiful. And I see Janice is sitting there rubbing on these cushions. Then she moves to the next one. You see rubbing on that. So I stepped up on the rung of that chopper. And I stuck my head inside, and I said, hey. And she just about jumped out of her skin. She said, boy, you scared me to death. And then I stepped up inside, and I looked. And, you know, she always carried that bag that was about, it was a paisley print, overgrown, uh, it looked like a Baltimore Oreos nest hanging from her shoulder. But she had... Southern Comfort, Ripple Wine, she had all this stuff in that bag, and in there, she always had 11 dozen Hershey bars. Well, this is Florida. It's hotter than the sheriff's <laughs> Those Hershey bars are melting, and she's rubbing them into the, all the seats. Oh. I said, girl, what are you doing? She looks up at me with that Cheshire cat grin on her face, and she's, she says, you know the Rolling Stones is riding on this. I, I said, yeah, I know. We were the last band. She says, well, I want to mess up Nick's britches. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good yeah. one. That, that's maybe the best answer I've ever had from, from a road question.
when you imitate someone, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. So I thank all of them English bands and all of the Australian bands for all of the flattery that they have paid to us American musicians for influencing them on a worldwide level. Because we sing in the free people's English, and uh, all they can do is imitate it. Wow. I, I like how you answered that. Well, listeners, I want to remind you one more time, Mark Farman's American Band going to be performing down at the mill July 22nd. If you haven't been to the mill, you need to get to the mill. It's a great new venue. I say new. I think this is the third season. Uh, very plain, but great sound. Big monitors on each side. Parking's easy to get in. Parking's easy to get out. Uh, you can find a list of rules of things you can and can't bring with you on their website. But the mill in Terre Haute, July 22nd. I'm excited to see it. I hope the listeners are. And when you're done, they get to see Ted come out and play after that. That's a pretty, pretty good night. Yeah, man. I don't need a whole lot of money. I don't need the big, fine car. So get your butt down there and boogie with us, y'all. I appreciate it. Mark, thanks so much for being my guest here on Sights and Sounds. Thank you very much. God bless you. Appreciate you being my guest. All right, Brother Tiger. God bless you and God bless all of WYRZ-FM listeners, all you Sights and Sounds folks out there. Let's rock.